welcome everyone back to the Reader Copy Podcast, the comic podcast about comic books. It is Wednesday, July 13th. My name is Chris. I'm joined by my co-host, Daniel. Yes, my name is Daniel. Welcome to the podcast. Yes. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Hope you guys are doing great. Um, it is a hot one again. Oh, uh, yeah. We complain about that every episode. Yeah. I wish... Was, why didn't we get an apartment with AC? Oh, yeah. Let, I, I remember between the two in our group, there someone, was someone that mentioned we should get an apartment with AC possibly. Yeah. I know who it was. Me. <laughs> okay, it was freaking me. Uh, so to stay cool, we tried to um, go outside. I don't know if that was a good idea. No, no. We went to the county fair. Yeah, on exactly 4th of July, the day for Oh, yeah, that was, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you forgot that? Yeah, Alameda County Fair. Um, my goal there was to cool off. So like- Really? Get, yeah. I knew it was going to be hot. It's outside. Well, by cool off, I mean like get like drinks. Oh. Maybe have some fair food. Um, maybe ride a ride or two, but like that wasn't my goal. Uh, really at the state fair yeah I'm just, I've, I've seen a lot of videos online of them oh, lately failing. that terrifies me I've saw the one with the, that that one like slingshots you around yeah. and then it's like rocking back and forth yeah. now and then like the state fair uh, people have to get on there and slow it down I don't even think it's state fair people I think it's like the right, right. attendees people at the state fair I mean like yeah. they're just getting there jumping on it to like weigh it down so it doesn't yeah. fall over right if you're on the ride do you even realize that it's wobbling like you're in danger oh maybe you're just have the time of your life because you, you're swinging around you don't even, you can't tell that it's not doing what it's like it's doing things it's not supposed to do you're like when you're up there yeah. you're like oh when i was down there i didn't think it was gonna be this wild yeah. <laughs> but it's I think it was gonna go fun. sideways right pretty dang cool but yeah I, I guess you're right i guess I was trying to ignore that because I've noticed that too online. It did scare me a bit. Because I'm like, like, I was like, what are the odds? They're not like permanent fixtures there. They're just like rolled in and then like, like I don't even know if they're like attached to the ground. They're just like weighted down. Yeah, that's the whole idea, I think. But I mean, they, they, it's been a thing they do every year. They probably have some regulations. It's just the, oh, yeah. the so ones that crap videos, out. Those videos are not real. Those are those are the ones that crap out and don't pay attention to things. Um, my intention was to get food and drinks there, and that's what I did. I got uh, a giant, <laughs> I got a giant sausage in your mouth with uh, peppers and onions. Because I was, I kind of wanted to go on a ride, but the thing was, the first thing we did was get a hot dog. Like that was a yeah, that was a tough. We were pretty hungry when we went there, so I was like, yeah, I'm down to get some food. Yeah, and I ordered a hot dog, and they basically gave me one that's three times as long as a hot dog. <laughs> Yeah. I didn't expect that. And, and I was like... And I was full. I was too full. And then on top of that, I got a shake. You got a shake. I got like, a, it's almost like a margarita, like blended. And was that a good idea? No. Mm. It tastes good, but the alcohol made me even more thirsty. Right. In this heat already that we yeah. were not really expecting... Mm. And I was like, I'm kind of burnt out for the day already after yeah. eating a whole hot dog, a, a shake that was way bigger than I thought. It had like stuff on top too. Yeah. Like accoutrement. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was like cheese filled also. Was it? Oh yeah. yeah. It was a, like not ice cream based. It was gelato based. So it was a little bit uh, cre- like smoother than a, a normal shake. Oh, I thought you were talking about the hot dog. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said there's cheese in it. Uh, that too. That slowed me down. <laughs> Um, yeah, then we kind of just like slugged around. Yeah. And then, um, we kind of walked around and then we watched the motocross, like jumping tricks stuff. Pretty sick. Yeah. I like that. Pretty wicked. Just watching people put themselves in danger. Always fun. <laughs> they're going pretty high. And then yeah. they're doing tricks where like their hands and feet were off the bike and then landing it. Let me ask you, if you had the opportunity to be on the, like, be on the bike as yeah. they do it, would you do it? Like, you know, you're like holding on to the person. Yeah. You're holding on 
was the person in the back seat of the bike, motocross bike? Let me ask, has the driver done that before? Like have other people with him doing the tricks? Uh, let's say, yeah, yeah. And okay. it's, it's they're going to do a trick where they can have you on there, right? Where okay. it's like a planned thing. Like even if it was just a jump. Yeah. Because they're jumping what, 30, 40, 50 feet up in the sky? They get a helmet, you don't. What? <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, you get a helmet, you get the, all the padding. Yeah. Yeah. Would you do it? If they go pretty dang high. I'd do it. you do it? Yeah. As long as they know how to do it. Like they've done it before with another person. Yeah. Because if they haven't, then they might be thrown off by like the weight distribution. Sure. Sure. They didn't plan ahead. They've not done it before. Yeah. I'm might fall short. That. I don't know. I feel like I might strangle them because I'm holding out too hard. Where are you holding their neck? I don't know. <laughs> You're supposed to hold their the waist. <laughs> their lungs won't get the air because of... <laughs> Uh, I, w- I would sign up for it. Uh, I want to bring back that like steel ball where people lose oh, like three inside. motorcycles. Yeah. yeah. I want to see that in real life. I've never seen that in real life. Just you know what in- they do is they do that. There's three motorcycles in the steel ball and then a regular person stands like in the middle. Oh, okay. As they drive around them. Would you do that? I don't think I could sign up for that. I don't I don't think I could stay still is part of it too. You just stand in the middle of the ball. Yeah. And they I'd, go around you. I'll get freaked out by them being so close and but going so fast. But if you move that's when they'll hit you. Exactly my point. I know. I don't have the resolve for it. You, you're just gonna start moving around because you're too scared. Unintentionally, yeah, I think so. I don't. I, okay. I would not sign up for it. Would you? Uh, it'd be pretty cool. Yeah. 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 Say I've done it. I want to see that in real life. I've only seen it in. Uh, say it in Ghost Rider. I think it's <laughs> okay. in Ghost Rider. Yeah. yeah maybe. Right. Isn't he like a stunt person? Yeah. Yeah. Johnny Blaze. Johnny Blaze. Um, what you were after is a cowboy hat. Yeah. And you were ready to throw down some moolah. I was not actually. <laughs> I asked the dude, because it's like a fair, right? Yeah. They have the all random stuff. There was a whole booth just for cowboy hats. He was like, okay, these are 30, 50, and 150. And I was yeah. like, okay, out of my my uh, whole bag, I'm not getting a cowboy hat today. The the ones that were like cheap, they're yeah. like plastic. Exactly. Yeah. It's the straw ones. Yeah. And then you wanted like the real leather ones. Yeah. Maybe Maybe look like uh, good, the bad, the ugly type of thing. Mm-hmm. Right. I wanted a legit cowboy hat shopping around. I also thought they were thought we're stealing or something because- You should have got it. 150 for yeah. a cowboy hat. I, I don't know. I've, Where would I've, you even wear it? To the state fair, <laughs> to the county fair, whatever <laughs> we're at. Each one, each year. Um, and then I got what I wanted. Oh, yeah? Funnel cake. Yeah. That's how we like Not ended our day. a fair unless you get funnel cake. It was tasty. You know how I feel about fried dough? Yeah. Pretty dang good. It was um, topped with ice cream and whipped cream and strawberries. Yeah. As you do. Yeah. Yeah. Extra sauce on top. By then, I was like, I'm for sure not going any rides. <laughs> Yeah, I felt like our food monopolized our whole like time. We just could yeah. not get on right afterwards because we're like too bloated. And mm. I felt it for a couple of days. Like, man, state food takes it out of you. I was considering the Ferris wheel. Oh, yeah. But I was like, you're just in the sun directly. You're getting closer to the sun. Yeah. <laughs> but it was fun all in all. Good to be around the people and uh, celebrating our independence. We had the day off. We had nothing to do. You know, uh, county fair, why not? Yeah. Join in. Yeah. We got some some AC in there at a certain point, but. Yeah. We saw dueling pianos. Yeah. I've, I've seen better dueling pianos, to be honest. They were not really dueling. They're just playing together. Yeah. And they were like, oh, this is not our crowd. Yeah. Right. They're, they're playing some songs that I've never even heard of. I, to be honest, me neither. Yeah. They mentioned they're from like Minnesota. Something like that. Different crowd of, you know, music. I enjoyed and it, but like. Maybe play to the crowd. I think they had the talent, actually. Yeah. They just didn't have the discipline. (laughs) They're kind of janky. Okay. 
um yeah that was it we saw a bunch of stuff uh there's like people that brought their collections off for display i guess yeah and there's like some x-men and marvel figures or something i was like this is pretty cool yeah <laughs> the one thing would be we like to see that there was artwork like you know uh-huh. like students or whatever put their artwork up on uh the fairs is yeah i thought it's beautiful actually yeah i was trying to transition back to comic books okay i didn't know that <laughs> Why don't you explain how the show works? Here at the comic book podcast, reader copy, we split up into three parts. First up, we'll run through the comic book news. And then today we'll be uh, also talking about a comic book. It's going to be the Walt Simonson Thor run. Start off on that. And then we'll talk about our side stories. We've been watching, reading, and entertainment you've taken in this week. Yeah, I definitely want to stick around for the side stories because we'll be continuing talking about Thor probably. Probably, yeah. All right, let's get into the news. One of the best movies, I would say, for the MCU was uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. Yeah, and one of the best parts of it are the cameos. Oh, yes. Spoiler alert. One, uh, I'd say, like, some of the cameos are very expected. (laughs) One could say it was leaked already. Can can you call it a cameo? Yeah. Even? But one that was surprising was, uh, I guess it was also kind of leaked, but I didn't want to believe it Mm. until I saw it. And then when I saw it, I cheered out loud for Charlie Cox's Matt Murdock. His return for the character, this time really in the MCU, in the yeah. cinematic universe, right? In yeah. cinema. Man, he has not lost a step. He was great in it. You got a haircut. One one scene only, but I totally loved it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it was a re-entry of him into the world. Did you know originally in that quick uh, tangent, that shot where he's catching something? Yeah. It's not a brick originally. It was a snow globe. Why, why would it be a snow globe? I don't know. It's just something someone threw in, in there. But if you look at it, the CG's off and it's actually like a round. His hand is I'm round. holding it like a globe? Yeah. Why was it a snow globe? Oh, I, oh, I get it. Uh, the snow globe is uh, Mysterio's head. Oh, yeah, that works too. That's I why it's a globe. Put it together. Yeah, they yeah. hate the world hates Peter Parker at that moment. I right? guess it took a while for people to get it, so that's why they changed it. Because I barely got it. <laughs> that could be it. <laughs> and they just put in a you know random brick in there. Yeah, the brick had a note. That's true. It says we want Daredevil back. <laughs> so Marvel listened. We know they're kind of like soft rebooting Daredevil for Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. There's going to be another season. I think it's kind of like both, hey, this is a new season of Daredevil, but it's like season four. Like, we're continuing these characters, but forget everything that happened before. (laughs) You think so? Like, this is going to be not the same feel of the Netflix series, but it will have everyone coming back and the baggage of it. But the vibe will be different. I, I yeah, I want the um other the story to to follow through. Maybe different lighting or whatever, give it a different feel. Yeah, possibly. We already seen their characters like uh, Kingpin's character in in Hawkeye. He had a yeah. different feel to him already. Yeah, he was way more chill. <laughs> right, <laughs> he was on vacay. Was it? He's wearing Time Bahama, right? <laughs> So that different vibe, they can bring that to the show. But don't just white like remove everything of his past. You keep oh, that yeah, in there, yeah. right? The thing is, like in the comics, Daredevil feel like had almost like a renaissance phase where like Frank Miller, Daredevil was very dark, of course, and Born Again and all that stuff. And then later down the line, he kind of like shed that to become more of like the funner Mark Wade run. You're talking about in the comic books? In the comic books. Okay. Yeah. So I think that's kind of what they're going to do. Like we're past the Netflix, you know, borrowing a lot from Frank Miller's run. Mm-hmm. We're going to lean in towards the more lighthearted Daredevil, swashbuckling Daredevil. Like pulpy, like... um. Uh, 
Batman TV show, live action TV show. Yeah, type still feel. you know action packed and still serious, but Disney Plus serious. Disney, okay, right, yeah. not maybe not as much blood, possibly. Yeah, definitely no, no more blood. Um, maybe no more like beating people up in prison. Yeah, or these long hallway. I think they'll do the long hallway one take things because that's like so ingrained in the Daredevil series. Bit of a trademark yeah. for the series. But maybe not so bloody and gruesome. Yeah, I don't want them to hold back. I think Disney has it in them to just kind of go, go a bit more R-rated with their stuff. They're already promising that yeah. with Deadpool. I mean, they do show those series on Disney Plus now. Right, right. Yeah. So I, I want them to be a little bit gory. Mm, okay. But again, like you said, I think the it might be feel more jovial yeah. with the comedy and stuff. Like you said, Vincent D'Onofrio came back as Kingpin and, and Hawkeye where he played like almost like a father figure, stepfather figure, uncle figure to Echo. Right. And it is confirmed now this week that both him and Charlie Cox will appear in the upcoming Echo series. Interesting. Okay. Uh, for a long time, we thought the Echo series was just a guise for uh, a Daredevil series because like, yeah. who wants Echo? Right. Still. <laughs> but apparently it's going to happen and uh, it still could be mostly Daredevil. <laughs> I'm okay with that, I guess. Yeah. But Echo is going to have her own series, and I'm guessing this is the first time maybe we'll see Daredevil in the MCU instead of just Matt Murdock. I see. Yeah. In costume. And my hope is he'll have a different costume. Oh. More like the comic books. What are you thinking? Like, uh, there's different variations, the the black and red, or maybe the orange and, and red? No, I want the all red, but not so militaristic, more... more uh, Skin tight? Yeah, more form-fitting. Sounds a lot like <laughs> Ben Affleck's Daredevil, to be honest. Not like leather. Okay. But All like, right. I want him to have flexibility. You know, he's an acrobatic kind of hero. True. Let's uh, see him. I want to see him stretch out. Okay. Maybe they could use the uh, Dark Knight reasoning where it's like, this military yeah. armor is slowing me right. down. Yeah. What, I, the stretches can only make me flexible so far, right? Like exactly. he, he needs to, to work that in there, be acrobat. Right. And he's learned from Spider-Man. Okay, good point. Yeah, yeah. possibly. Uh, the mention of him in this show is like, he's looking for an old friend. Oh, yeah? That's the thing. Like, that's his propelling uh, momentum in this uh, series. I guess in Echo. Okay. I, mean, I think it's going to leak into the Daredevil series we're right. going to get. Yeah. So, people are speculating, is that just callbacks to Jessica Jones? Is, she, is he going to look for mm. other defenders? Yeah. In the um, Disney Plus, when they got the Netflix shows on their streaming, mm -hmm. recently they started doing promo for them. True. And specifically for the Defender series, I think, because that's when they had all of them. And it was like, it's going to be all connected, right? Yeah. And we know the shows will eventually leak into the movies. I think the Netflix shows will leak into the movies. So I see. I, I think what you're saying is right. Like Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, maybe Punisher will eventually reappear in the MCU. In the MCU themselves. Okay. I, I'm curious if if the fans really want that, if they can up the scale of their quality of you know performance. Yeah, I some guess of them. I could I could see some improvement. Jessica Jones, I thought she did a pretty good job. Yeah, and, and the show was pretty good. Um, so I wouldn't mind her back. The other two, I'm not so sure. I actually really enjoyed Iron, the second season of Iron Fist. I thought it was an improvement. Oh yeah, because they kind of accepted what they were and made fun, not made fun of it, but had funner doing it. I think. 
Oh. So, like, it was definitely a, a better season, the second one. But no one watched it because the first one was not good. Yeah, we gave it a try. It took me a long time to finish season two of that. Oh, really? Yeah. I but I, I do I do see the improvement. Yeah. So, I'm hoping, um, yes, they are coming back. Because Iron Fist is a great character. Iron Fist? Yeah. Okay. I think Iron Fist and Daredevil are both, like, should be in the Avengers. Oh, okay. I think Daredevil fits, yeah. Iron Fist, I, I see him as powerful, but yeah. I don't know if I love all of his stories. Uh, I think he's better than Moon Knight. Oh, wow. Well, <laughs> wrong. And you're wrong. <laughs> no, in the Echo series, you know, Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin mm-hmm. was alluded to like he was killed by Echo. Obviously not. He's coming back. It sure looked that way because um, there was a gunshot off camera. Yeah. What does that mean? Is he impaired? Is he yeah. just... Are we proving that he's just almost impossibly durable and strong? There was a, a comic book where I think Echo shot his eyes out okay so there's a while where he's just like bandaged his eyes so he's the blind one too so now he's like daredevil okay but then he got like eye transplants or something (laughs) i guess when you're that rich you can afford that type of operation right right? yeah you can afford the impossible (laughs) (laughs) i don't know it's comic books yeah (laughs) so he'll be back um i hope everyone from the daredevil show will come back everybody yeah foggy nelson karen page Mm -hmm. and i hope the daredevil show it's kind of like right after this Echo series. I want to see it. Yeah, that I'm curious if a Daredevil show was the right idea. He deserves a movie at this point. But I was thinking possibly instead of a Daredevil show, uh-huh. they should have done a Kingpin show. Oh, that'd be interesting. Where we're following him. He's the main character, the villain. We're, we're, we're making villains the main characters nowadays, right? Yeah. And it's like he's dealing with low-level heroes here and there that they can introduce, but... Slowly, he's just like buzz off a little fly on the wall. But we can introduce them into the MCU in a fun way, right, with him. And it's like a new B-level villain every week or something like that. Every so often, yeah. Yeah. But he's the main character. Yeah. He never turns good or anything like that, but he is more sympathetic. Okay. Yeah, we get pretty sympathetic with his character in the Netflix thing. So, yeah, I get it. And that's what I want to see. We we got a lot of his character fleshed out on the show. I thought the kid could feel like The Sopranos. Ah. That's what I I kind of wanted. Him dealing with... His, his girl kind of being out of the picture right and all that okay no I want Daredevil no the movie <laughs> he deserves a movie you know who else deserves a movie hmm. is Sam Wilson's Captain America and they are making it Captain America 4 is like what they're calling it yeah. for now but I'm sure there'll be a a subtitle or a better title when that is released but they are moving forward and they have found their director yes this guy named julius ona a uh, nigerian director is taking up the mantle for directing captain america 4 now we've known him from something like the cloverfield paradox back in 2018 did you like that that was on netflix i think yeah i've seen it uh it's like the space movie with like some weird trippy stuff going on yeah i don't i can't say i loved it i i enjoyed it and um the, the whole Cloverfield franchise is I don't know what it wants to be. Can you call it a franchise? It's like a yeah. I don't know what's the word, yeah. Because they're almost like anthologies but are connected. It's almost like a Lovecraftian a little bit. The way he writes his stories like there's recurring characters there's brand new characters there's stories that are in the same world but aren't really connected. Yeah. So I don't know what they want. So that way, I, I feel like the Cloverfield Paradox was like, let's make this cool space movie. And then later they're like, we need to connect it to Cloverfield so that we, we can make money. I guess. it's. I don't think they're doing the whole Marvel connecting universe thing. It's just like using the same name yeah, somewhere. Just, somewhere. 
Because there's Cloverfield and then Cloverfield Lane. Then Cloverfield Lane. And then the Cloverfield Paradox. But none of them really have to do with the, each other. Space stuff, I guess. Aliens, right? Yeah, but that's it. That's basically You can say every alien movie is connected then. Yeah, exactly. Which one was your favorite of those three? I think uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane was the, was it. Was very good, yeah. Yeah. The performances, both from Mary Elizabeth Winstead, her long yeah. ass name, and uh, John Goodman. Yeah, a, a villainous John Goodman was yeah. very cool to see. You don't see that too often. No, the 10 Cloverfield, not 10 Cloverfield, Cloverfield Project. Oh. The one in space. Paradox. Oh, Paradox. Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah. Uh, I actually did really enjoy it. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of cool sci-fi stuff in it. Now, is that going to translate to Captain America? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but it is cool to see a black director directing a, a black superhero. True. That's true. I, I'm curious. The, the internet is kind of up in arms about this because they're all like, I don't know if I've seen a lot from this guy Julius Ona yet after yeah. maybe just Cloverfield Paradox. And they're all thinking like, is this just, you know them sticking to the representation thing and they're like is it too far or whatever but i'm like that's how we saw like all these like up-and-coming directors right. pick up movies you really don't know what they had beforehand like it wasn't they weren't big names yet exactly like um the director of the eternals oh yeah yeah i think she had like not that big of a name yet when they hired her like she did something else that was pretty good but then like, that was like after yeah so like i think um marvel and disney they're very good at hiring like not big name talent and tapping into them to make the best movies possible like um shang chi the director yeah was Daniel not a big Christen. name yeah uh, uh taika taika yeah uh, big, uh you know now, he's, now he's like the director everyone wants gigantic after uh thor ragnarok right did uh, you know the russo brothers before was like so uh what was it winter soldier no not at all right like yeah. and they grew to be great directors in the the whole marvel franchise right. when across different projects i think when they started they're like we need big names so they got like the john favreau's Joss Whedon's. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. But then later they're like, we kind of want fresh ideas. Yeah. James Gunn. Yeah. So that's I mean, when they got like Ryan Coogler. And they do bring fresh ideas and different takes to these movies. So I, I'm thinking, I'm excited to see what Captain America 4 is going to bring. I'm always curious what it's like being a director for a Marvel thing. I'm thinking the the ones that get the role, get yeah. the role of director, are the ones that had the best pitch for the new right. character they're trying to do. Once they actually get the job, I'm most curious how much the Marvel machine is on them. Is like actually the big player of creating the property. I'm like, is it is it like a big board? Like I think it might be where they're just yeah, like kind I'm of pretty sure on your over your shoulder the entire time. I don't know if it's on your like. I think what it is is like we're hiring you for your style to tell our story. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. it's like we're hiring Sam Raimi and it's going to feel like a Sam Raimi movie, but it's going to have everything we want with multiverse and the characters we want in it and all that stuff. Yeah. How you can, can you have Bruce Campbell, but everything else is our decision. Get your skeletons in there wherever you want. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right. And I think they need directors that are kind of malleable in a way and can yeah. maybe don't can't throw their weight around. And it, it is coming more apparent to me that it is like a big just machine, like oh, each yes. movie. Yeah. Uh, which I'm I'm not saying it shouldn't be because they're making great movies. So maybe mm -hmm. just keep it that way. Yeah, I mean but it's it becoming more and more apparent to me. It's like, hey, this formula works as when I say works it means makes a lot of money. Let's not mess it up. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Uh and, and so part of it is also 
like are we building up these directors that get these awesome Marvel movies too much? Like the Russo brothers, they I don't know if they've done anything great outside of Marvel. Yeah, they did inherit like every character in Marvel. So like how I mean, in a way that's a big challenge. Yeah. But in a way, like that movie was not gonna fail financially. <laughs> yeah, the the studio would not let it happen. Yeah. Right. They'll just put everything in there. Uh it's it's I think it's like DC in a way where DC has these executives that meddle and everything. It's yeah. just Marvel knows how to do it. I think you're right. Marvel's like you're doing it our way. Yeah. Because like look look at Spider Man. You okay? We have Spider Man. We're gonna do it our way and it's successful. And then when Sony does a Spider Man thing, it's like you know it becomes a laughing stock of the internet and they try to put it back in theaters and it gets even worse. <laughs> right. <sighs> That's that's uh, it's just me realizing this further. Really, like <laughs> the directors, it's not just them as a full force doing it. Everything, yeah, you know. I mean, it's the same as the comic books. I think. Okay. Yeah. They, I know they do like this big, uh, like almost like meetup camping thing that they do. Yeah, retreat. The retreat, right? Yeah. And they're like, okay, every writer has like their franchise, their character, and like this is where I want to take this character in the next two years or whatever, next year, next mm-hmm. fifty issues, whatever, and then. Um, they all do their pitches and then the editors are like okay it's great um, fit these things into your story right because then we're, you know every four months or whatever we have to have a big crossover so that way it'll still line up mm-hmm. and um, that's what they do that's it's kind of like what um, Jonathan Hickman did with X-Men oh really he's like when he came back he's like this is what I want to do with X-Men and it's a big change and they're like okay yeah do it all right we'll assign our people to the books you want to out yeah. there but you're the overall figurehead for this thing kind of yeah and you won the pitch, basically. Yeah, because we need more new X-Men stuff because they're coming to the movie soon. <laughs> we need to make a big shift, right? <laughs> now, are you excited for Captain America 4 to see Sam Wilson be the, the real Captain America now? Uh, somewhat, I'd say. I think the Falcon Winter Soldier TV show was... It was not bad. It wasn't awful. But I, I don't feel the rah-rah like, feeling of the, all the other Disney Plus shows sometimes. What about like the finale? Like when he was finally in the suit, did that feel like he was Captain America? I don't know. Still did he yet. fit to you? Uh, it felt fresh. Like Yeah, it felt new. It felt new, which I liked. But I need to see the movie to be like, okay, he's Captain America. What about the speech he gave to the cameras? I liked it, but it was, um, it was more or less him talking to the audience. Right. And kind of like giving him reasons why he should be Captain America now. <laughs> Bit fourth wall breaking in a bad way. Yeah. So it's okay. I don't know. I, don't, I never really read a lot of Sam Wilson as Captain America in the okay. books. I don't even know if he's still Captain America in the books because I know Steve Rogers is still there. Mm-hmm. So who his villains are or what the story could be about, I have no idea. I'm not sure either. I'm curious about that. Uh, is it just him like fighting racism? Because that was a big part of the you know the TV show. It's in a way. tough battle. It's a tough battle. He's going to need improvements to his shield, right? <laughs> you see that the concept art for his like what they might have edited his shield to be in the, in the no, TV show? Show. It was more like a Wakanda shield. Like it's like the Captain America shield expands out bigger to even wider, but like the Wakanda uh-huh. blue force field type thing. So it was like a round shield and then it has a force field over that? Like, yeah, like expanding farther, wider. And then there's another one where like he like lifts it up and yeah. it's more like a dome that surrounds him and the people inside of his like little dome what? from the shield. Yeah, it was an idea. You know, it was a I like the idea of him just getting the one from Steve Rogers. Right, yeah. <laughs> Use that. It's already kind of cool with the the wings and him flying around 
I like yeah. that extra action aspect to it. Already, yeah, right? I like it when he's like flying and throwing it and bouncing back to him. You'd imagine it would go faster because he's got rockets on his back. Well, Captain America got the experiment on him. That also made him like more intelligent, right? Like it did. Like couldn't he could, like calculate better because everything, every muscle got bigger. <laughs> So like Sam Carter's like every muscle got everything, (laughs) but like Sam Wilson doesn't have any, like he didn't take the serum, whatever, super soldier serum. Um, But how does he like calculate the throwing the shield while flying in in space, 3d space? Like that seems very hard. He practiced like one episode with the shield on the show. He was not good at it at first. I I mean, imagine it's hard. It's trigonometry. Yeah. Isn't that like a secret superpower of Cyclops? Yeah. He's got the power of heat vision and also trigonometry. (laughs) The thing is, how does Cyclops miss? He just has to look at what he wants to hit. <laughs> How could you ever miss? I don't know. What can I, I don't know. <laughs> can he miss? <laughs> he misses all the time. Really? But it's like, how did you miss? Because he does the like bouncing off reflections thing, Sometimes, right? Sometimes, yeah. It's like billiards. It's like, But it's like, if you can't see what you're going to hit, you're not going to hit it. So <laughs> you should know. You should know. <laughs> it's like a bus driver's side mirrors. If he can't see you, you can't see Right. Him. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. He's got to talk to Sam Wilson because he's got that shield to throw. But yeah, I mean, that. what is the story going to be about? I have no idea. Is it going to be heavy-handed with the enemy, like Peacemaker? Oh, yeah, maybe. Uh, make, maybe make it more subtle. Make it more serious like the other Captain America movies. Yeah. Can I they was, bring back Red Skull? What if it's um in the comics, like Red Skull's daughter? Oh, yeah? Yeah, okay. that be that. Yeah. The, I forgot what the siege, I think, is where she popped up. Yes. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. That was a pretty interesting storyline. Oh. Okay, I could see that. Uh, somehow he had a baby and she also had a red face. Yeah, it runs in the family. Yeah. Um, so that's coming out. The next movie coming out now, though, mm. that we still haven't seen anything from, which I thought we would see something maybe when Thor was out already, but still nothing yet for um, Black Panther 2. Wakanda Forever. It's coming out in November. That's pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah. I thought we'd see a teaser or stills or something. All we got so far is like leaked concept art concept art i think also images on merch of, yeah. of the character of yeah. uh namor yeah namor is probably going to be the quote-unquote villain of it and they're going to introduce um, atlantis is that is it yeah. still atlantis in marvel it is atlantis yeah okay they have blue skin people too though yeah so up in space up in down in water blue yeah. people everywhere <laughs> In uh, this version, though, they're going with more of a like Aztecian feel to their their look. That was a out of nowhere approach to me, but I think I dig it. I'm not sure. Like, but, imagine if it was Atlantis was before it was sunken. Right. It was like uh, Aztecian with like pyramids and stuff. If it was that time, yeah. And then they, something happened, and that separated from the continent and it submerged underground, and people didn't die. They just <laughs> adapted to underwater. They got gills. Yeah. Web feet, maybe. Yeah. Um, the concept art shows uh, Namor here. Of course, he's not wearing a shirt. No, he's allergic to them. No. <laughs> but what he does have is the classic winged feet. Winged feet. All right. Now, that was like a classic thing that it's like old Marvel thing. I would imagine they would just do away with because it's like so weird. Don't you think? I think they're trying to make it fit with his costume. All right. So maybe it is just like an ankle bracelet. <laughs> okay. Like, like, okay. So like dormant clothes. Yeah. But I'm not sure. I can't. I'm looking at the artwork. It looks like it's just coming out of him. Out of 
of his ankles. Yeah. All right. He, well, how does he fly? He's got to fly somehow, right? Yeah. I guess in this pose, he is kind of flying. Yeah. And he has like a, a big giant headpiece that looks like a snake almost, like a snake head. Like a snake, uh, like a deity kind of headdress with all these colors, yellow, blues, greens, and just straight up like shoulder blades. That's like his only like clothing, right? Like shoulder pads, Aztecian style. Yeah. Um, when I say quote unquote villain, was I think the real villain is going to be another Atlantean and he's like a barbarian Atlantean thing, uh, Atuma. Okay. But he's like what you said, like a blue skinned Atlantean. Yeah. I've seen pictures of him too, where he's wearing like a hammerhead, like headdress. Mm -hmm. slightly different, right? I it's think cool. he's, he's going to be way more antagonistic. He looks more sinister. Yeah. I don't think Namor's going to like surface dwellers like any of them right. either though. Now, my guess is um, Wakanda and Atlantis have had either feuds in the past mm. or there was like a peace treaty now. But now that maybe Wakanda has no ruler, that treaty is broken okay. or something like that. And um, now there's conflict between the two nations. And they're both like hidden nations, right, from the from the rest of the world. Exactly. So I could see them maybe maybe in like um, Black Panther, they had like that whole like um, battle for the right to be ruler. Right. Yeah. Like in the mountains. And they dress in like tribal, right? Yeah. Yeah. It seems similar to how the tribal look of the Atlanteans are. So Good maybe point. maybe they're like, hey, we want a challenge. And if we win, we, we rule you guys too. Oh, like again, like a rival like nation, right? Yeah. Just possibly vying for the spot for, for the crown. Yeah. That'd be interesting. Does, does he have to get rid of his? wing shoot feet and not use his powers I don't know if, if Namor is the one fighting for it or Atuma whoever it is so I think Namor is the leader of Atlantis right he's the king right yeah he's the king but maybe he's being like influenced by Atuma to like go start a war mm -hmm. and then he'll eventually realize like he's being manipulated and has to team up with the Wakandans to take out Atuma and the, the blue skinned Atlanteans right he is also a mixed breed like uh, like Aquaman yeah the same thing he's half human half Atlantean half mutant half mutant 100% mutant <laughs> so there's there's that where he maybe he doesn't feel secure in his spot of being king and he has to like okay agree with some of the other ones yeah. that are in his ear right so I, I don't think they're gonna say he's mutant just like in Miss Marvel, they don't say she's inhuman. I think they're going to change him just to be Atlantean. So is he half and half still? I don't know. We'll see. Okay. They could they could promise some things or like leave it to later that reveal their mutants or somehow. Whatever mutants becomes is a thing in the, in the MCU because it's still so nebulous. Yeah. I, I'm really excited for this movie just because I have so many questions. How they're going to handle, you know, not having Chadwick Boseman in it. I heard so far that it's like one giant tribute to him and they're celebrating him. And um, I'm, I'm curious to see how they do it. I have no idea. I think, uh, again, what, to go back to like them being angry at Wakanda, it mm. could be because, again, they were like hidden places that they're angry that Wakanda is branching out to the, to the world now, right? Yeah. Right. Like they're on the news or whatever or donating stuff to other places. Yeah. Now Atlantis is like, why are you so outspoken about this now? Yeah, you reveal we, us. We're underwater. Yeah. Maybe we, know like each other. we had a deal. Yeah. That's what to I'm thinking. To be secret. And so. So uh, whatever, however that shakes out as far as like maybe their enforcements of keeping things secret is broken with, with Chadwick gone or, you know, uh, yeah. his character. I I still don't know who's going to take up the mantle of Black Panther if they even decide to do it. Like maybe there's just no more Black Panther. That doesn't sound right. Yeah, I know. It sounds weird. <laughs> it's the name of the movie. <laughs> So uh, this comes out in November. I'm eager to see anything from it. Legit, like, 
I'm sure we'll get it soon, but like, I want to see it now. Yeah. Uh, this whole approach with the Aztecians or Mayans, whatever their origin is, it's out of left field for me. So I'm curious. Oh, really? I think I like the idea though. I like the idea now, but curious about it. Yeah. I, I always saw Namor as possibly part Asian. So I'm a little bit disappointed there because mm. being an Asian myself. I don't, I don't think he you was. You never saw it? Okay. I, 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 I saw it in my head. I was like, oh, who could it be? I, do they ever explain the wings and the feet? Yeah, I actually think they're not like attached to him, right? Like he, they're they are like you put on no, like the boots. They never explain like why he has them because to fly. Yeah, but I mean, like he's from the water. Yeah. Shouldn't they be fins? Well, uh, fins would not help you fly. <laughs> <laughs> It's also like he's one of the oldest characters. Yeah. It's back in the day where they just didn't have to explain stuff. They yeah. Just, they just drew whatever looked cool. Wild stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Namor is a great character. True. He's this pompous jerk sometimes. Douchebag. Yeah. So I hope they bring that to the MCU. And um, maybe uh, he was a big part of Dark Avengers. Was he? Yeah. Okay. Maybe, maybe we get close to that. Possibly. Some type of... Uh, I love that storyline. It, it yeah. is kind of fun. Just the Avengers, but they're secretly bad people bad guys. Yeah. yeah I think that's what they're going for later down the line with um, maybe like a Thunderbolts yeah I'm curious if they'll just maybe it's not Thunderbolts they're gonna call they're gonna call it Dark Avengers uh, it's not good marketing in yeah. the world to call us the Dark Avengers True. I don't know <laughs> All right, well, that's it for the news this week. Um, really excited for some of the stuff that's coming out. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, we get more info soon. But until then, don't forget to subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. We're finishing up Miss Marvel on the recap show on Monday, and then uh, we'll have our more comic book shows on Wednesday. So you won't want to miss it. Just subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. That's right. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at the Reader Copy Podcast. Whole lot of Marvel this week. They're just capitalizing on our comic book news. But hope you enjoyed it. Well, let's keep talking about Marvel with. Uh, the comic book Thor by Walt Simonson. Walt Simonson. <laughs> when I first started reading comics, if you told me the main character we're doing today is one of the characters I'd grow to really enjoy his comics, I'd be surprised. This uh, brawny Viking guy with a red cape walks on rainbows and all that. I, oh. I, I don't. I'd be surprised because I always thought he was just kind of this old school character that I never liked. But since then. He's had a lot of awesome stories we're doing once a day for Thor. Yeah. Thor, um, the movie just came out. That is, right? So we wanted to do a story. But we've already done God of Thunder. True. That's like one of my favorite comics ever. Yeah. Right. Awesome entry for a villain. But also like that was that was when I was surprised. Like, oh, I actually like a Thor comic, to be (laughs) honest. But there's other great ones out there. The one we're doing today is by Walt Simonson. Uh, pretty impressive. He drew and wrote it. Yeah. Like there's not I, a lot of um, duos, or not duos, but individuals that do both. Yeah. Uh, and then does it very well also. Like this is one of them. Yeah. He's he's well known for this run and I think deservedly so. I mean, pretty impactful storyline. We've seen remnants of the story today in the movies, right? So it's it's all right. throughout, throughout. Um, but of course, this is from Marvel back in Year of Our Lord, 1980. 83. Uh, mm. Yeah. I was, the on one month, I was not born yet. <laughs> Probably not. It was in November. Oh, dang it. Very yeah. close. <laughs> and we're just going to do the start of his run, just the first three issues. Issues 337 to 339, if you guys were to follow along with us. 
a little bit about uh, Uncle Walt here, Walt Simonson. He worked on also X Factor with his wife, Louise Simonson, um, and they've collaborated on that together. So that's interesting. You know, a, a couple, a married mm. couple worked on comic together. Yeah, I've seen that. Um, I've seen that happen in the past. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it's it's rare. Yeah, it's rare. I, I think, I wonder if they met each other in the, in the industry. That's Probably. interesting. Probably. Just, yeah. Okay. Can you imagine if they didn't meet in the industry? Maybe, yeah. Maybe they one was the entryway into the industry for the other. Possibly. Okay. Well, I was thinking like, what if they met at a bar and they're like, yeah. wait, you're, <laughs> You make comic books? I make comic books. <laughs> I didn't mean it that way. But yeah, yeah. So they, they've worked together in the past. Um, he's also worked on Fantastic Four, some DC stuff like Detective Comics, Manhunter, Metalman, Orion. I actually read a bit of his Mr. Miracle uh, oh, okay. work. So yeah, I, I really like that character too. I wish he did more of that. Um, let's go ahead and jump into the story. We, of course, centered around our main character today, Donald Blake. Donald Blake is the main character of the book. The star of the book, really. Yeah. <laughs> if you guys are not up to par with with uh, Thor's story in line, Donald Blake is his like, alter ego. Ego? For Earth. For Earth. Basically, what happened was he got you know too big for his britches, and Odin wanted Thor to be humbled, so he kind of put him in uh, a human mortal body. Yeah. Uh, this is not happening at all in the movies. There's no Donald Blake version of him. Not yet. You think they're going to add that now? Do you think that could be enough? Like, that could be pretty impactful. <laughs> Donald Blake, he's a doctor. True. And like you said, like, it's Thor, but in a normal human body. So he's got, like, you know, clean cut hair. Yeah. But he also has, a, like, a walking stick. Right. He's got a disability in his leg. And this is this is actually Mjolnir in disguise. Right. Yes. So when he, I think when he taps it hard, it becomes Mjolnir and then he becomes Thor. Yeah. So now he can change whenever he wants. Yeah. But for a while, it was like, you're going to learn his lesson son right you're gonna have to be a person for a while today <laughs> yeah exactly uh so he's just going on a stroll donald blake in chicago's park right so it's in chicago and you know it's the 80s because people are bringing their boom boxes to the park yep everyone's rollerblading it's the 80s um, but he gets rushed into this red car right away from these strange individuals in trench coats, and he just gets pushed in there. He looks like a regular guy right now. Yeah, so it looks like he's being kidnapped almost. Looks like it. And then uh, he, these guys push him into this red car, and then it's revealed driving the red car is Nick Fury. That's him, right. And it is uh, not Samuel L. Jackson Nick Fury. It's the white one. Yeah. Just you let know you know. what I thought? If they were to do a white Nick Fury in the movies, yeah. he's already in the MCU, but um, what's his name David Rob, Hasselhoff? Robert Redford <laughs> Robert Redford could have looked like Nick Fury that's a good point just throw an eye patch on him yeah I like that I always thought Nick Fury could be like a mantle where it was like oh, there was an old Nick Fury sure. in the past and there's yeah. other ones just a reason now why there could be different ones he looks like Reed Richards with an eye patch he totally does <laughs> with the whitening hair yeah but um, he's thrown in this red car. The red car is like Nick Fury's car. That it's the one that like can fly. Exactly. They use this in Agents of Shield. Remember that show? I didn't know that really. Yeah, like um, Coulson borrowed Nick Fury's car, and it's the one that can, it's like the red um, convertible that can fly. Oh, okay, that's kind of cool. Well, they're actually flying now. It's it's the wheels turn outward, and it's like a 
flying DeLorean almost. But uh, Nick Fury says, okay, Donald, I know exactly who you are. Uh, I don't need your help. I need your your other friend's help right now. He's playing dumb. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. I'm just a normal human being. (laughs) (laughs) Enough with the games, right? Nick Fury knows everything. He knows he's Thor under there. And so Thor just transforms in the car and it's like a shock of thunder (laughs) in there too. I think maybe uh, this Donald Blake thing was playing with the Shazam, like stealing that a bit, possibly. Because like, it's like a big kaboom sound every time he changes back to Thor. Yeah. Nick's like, oh crap, you didn't have to do all that in the car. (laughs) and everything but so Nick Fury gives the 411 on his home mission what he needs him for apparently there was a probe they had up in space that was taking pictures and sending it down to earth when suddenly they see a spaceship that probe saw a spaceship uh, pass by a star and basically suck up all of its energy yeah and it's headed straight for earth and it's saying this is so powerful it could kill a star that we need someone super strong to stop it and that's Thor uh, I don't know if you noticed this the agent that's doing the presentation oh yeah is uh, Agent Sitwell oh is that from something <laughs> well Agent Sitwell was the name used in the MCU but he turned out to be Hydra <laughs> oh that's the guy <laughs> yeah. oh they got the glasses this bald guy oh that's Agent Sitwell in the movies I didn't know that okay yeah he's very good at sitting he's well at it yeah. <laughs> so uh, then nick Fury is like okay thor you know go up there oh someone just turned to thor <laughs> boom uh go up there to the spaceship and uh you know check it out stop this thing so he takes his hammer it pulls him off into space uh, and he notices this spaceship that just zooms past him faster than he can possibly imagine. And it looks like more like a battleship, like a battle yeah. spaceship, right? There's like cannons everywhere. And they start shooting at Thor and he's even hit by one. So he's now using like Mjolnir, like throwing it and like bashing into the ship. Breaching the hull to get inside of the spaceship, tears open a hole and he sees there's like almost like a capsule in there, like um, something in stasis. He's yeah. just... It's totally quiet in there, right? When out of nowhere, a hand lunges for his face and just engulfs it. It's like this orange four-fingered hand. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Alien for sure, right? And he gets thrown across the room and it's revealed to be this orange, uh, huge bulking character in alien armaments. And he yells out, be gone, demon, for I am Beta Ray Bill. What is uh, your Beta Ray Bill voice? Because I've never heard him. My Beta Ray Bill is Beta Ray Bill. Do you know why? No, you sound like Sling Blade. Well, who's Sling Blade? (laughs) Okay, go ahead. But I get that from the uh, Earth's Mightiest Hero cartoon. They had an episode with him. Like basically the story. And he sounded like that and it just stuck with me since then. Okay. I I never seen him on TV or movies, so I don't know what he sounds like. Right. I guess he sounds like that. Or Beta Ray Bill. It's pretty cool. It's like <laughs> radical, but he's also he also talks in like the Shakespearean way that Thor does. Oh, really? Like, I mean, in this, he kind of talks that way. He calls him a demon. Okay, yeah. Uh, I always wondered how the heck he could talk with that horse face that he has, right? Like, you could see his teeth just straight in front of you. And he's got these like whites of his eyes is all you see. So he's very sinister when you see him first, right? Yeah, he's like a horse with no lips. <laughs> right. How the heck does he talk? <laughs> Uh, they explain that he has a communicator that like the his spaceship translates for him. So yeah, so they can talk to each other. Yeah, and they talk a lot of smack to each other. Right. He calls him he calls him demon as he throws him around while Thor just calls him a creature. Get back from me, creature. Yeah. Right. As, as they go into all that brawl almost straight away. And obviously, like Thor's super strong, but Beta Ray Bill is able to keep up. Yeah, uh, Beta Ray Bill. He mentions like 
oh, you have some force behind you. You are stronger than the demons that have attacked me in the past. Yeah. Um, so Thor is fighting him. He throws Mjolnir and now he misses. So Mjolnir is on the ground. Yeah. But then the ship is going so fast that they're approaching Earth already. And the thing is, the enchantment is if Thor is like close to Earth or on Earth and not holding Mjolnir, he'll revert back to Donald Blake. Right. Puny old Donald Blake, right? So now as he's fighting Beta Ray Bill, he's turned back into Donald Blake. <laughs> kind of a weakling again, his mortal figure. And so Beta Ray Bill just launches a, a punch straight to his face, knocking him out, right? Just a regular human. As the spaceship crashes to Earth, Beta Ray Bill calls upon his spaceship to give him a force field. And he calls his spaceship Scuttlebutt. Yeah, Scuttlebutt with two T's. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where that comes from, but it's kind of just a fun name. But I like the when he talks to the the ship, the AI of the ship. Yeah, because it'll be like click 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 click, and then it's it's translating to the reader what he's saying. The ship is talking. It's the '80s, right? Computers were loud. Yeah. Do you remember dial up? Like, oh yeah. How long does that take? Like, if you had to time it out, do you think it's but, three minutes? No, maybe like a minute. Oh yeah. But you know, when you're just listening to that, it feels like eternity. Yeah. I, I I barely remember it. I remember we had, a, I think, a cousin that had one very late, like you should not have it anymore. And I was like, we're still living like this? Yeah. <laughs> you don't even remember using it, huh? I remember using it, yeah. I, I, but barely ever. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. I yeah. remember when it first, like, first got it. The internet. So, like, I knew a life without internet. And there's like AOL, they would mail you the internet. Yeah. Amazing. Almost everyone used AOL. Because it was it's basically free, right? No. Oh. You would pay. Well, the thing is like you could sign up for the monthly service, right? Yeah. Or a lot of times they would mail you CDs. That's what I mean, yeah. And then the CDs would be like, here's 100 free minutes of internet use. It's minutes? Like it's like the cell phones? Yeah, because they're not going to say like you can have the whole month free. So you use it minutes. It's a CD. You down, you're downloading the, yeah, the internet. Like you can use the internet while the CD is spinning. So that way we can verify that you're using promo minutes. Oh, wow. That's basically as as like advanced as a spaceship in this comic book. <laughs> so now they've, like you said, landed on Earth and Donald Blake is knocked out and Beta Ray Bill is still looking for him because the ship is a wreck now. They crashed and he's looking for him, but he doesn't find him. He finds his walking stick. Yeah. He taps it on the side of his ship. He's angry at these. The, the, the shield has surrounded them with yeah. all their like tanks and everything ready to take down this alien. But Beta Ray Bill, he takes that stick and transforms into Thor, right? He's with all the clothes. just wearing Thor's costume now. <laughs> exactly. He's holding Mjolnir in his hand, the whole winged helmet and red cape. And he's like, I feel the power, right? Like it's like <laughs> it's in his veins right now on top of his extra like advancements in his own body. And he just tosses Thor and he tosses Mjolnir like it's like it's nothing and uses it to blow up all these tanks that are surrounding him. Yeah, there's even uh, shots of like, um, what's this guy's name? Dumb Dumb Dugan? Yeah. Yeah, he's part of S.H.I.E.L.D. With the mustache. Yeah. And it seems like S.H.I.E.L.D. cannot stop Beta Ray Bill, especially as... Thor, like wielding Mjolnir. Extra power to boot, right? So they cannot take him down. Out of nowhere, in the grand sky erupts a vision of Odin, and he's calling to his son, Thor, to come back to Asgard. But all he sees is, well, he sees this guy in a red cape. He's thinking, that's Thor. With the hammer. With the hammer. You know, come, uh, son, we have to take care of something in Asgard. And so he teleports Beta Ray Bill to yeah. Asgard. And then Donald Blake realizes that Odin took him by mistake, and he's like, no, don't leave me papa <laughs> he's like yelling at the sky yeah you took the wrong boy <laughs> i'm your son 
It's like when you're a kid and you're lost in the mall or something. Yeah. Right? Papa! <laughs> He's yelling at the sky. You know what I hate is like a, you're at the grocery store with a parent. Yeah. And then you're in line and they're like, oh, just wait. I'm going to go grab something. And then they take forever and the cashier's already scanning your stuff. You're sweating bullets. It's like, please come back and pay for this. <laughs> it's like, oh, I have a dollar and a stick of gum. Is that enough? <laughs> Uh, that's what it's like as Thor is left alone in this human body yelling to the sky. Also, without his trusty Mjolnir, without his power. And so he's like sad now. Like he has all of his Thorness is out of his yeah. plane of existence. He is like Michael Sarah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Maybe he'll play a good Donald Blake. That could work. <laughs> and Nick Fury is there to console him like, sorry, bud. I, I see you're, uh, you know, you're hammerless right now, but S.H.I.E.L.D. is here to help you out. Uh, come with us, right? Now, again, Beta Ray Bill got shot back into Asgard. Yeah. This is Asgard. Like in the movies, like a floating kingdom right in space. We see the Bifrost, the Rainbow Bridge. And people are surrounding Thor, who they think is Thor. Yeah, they're like Asgardian friends. Yeah. And then they're like, that's not Thor. He has a horse fur face. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new look for you, Thor. What's going on? And Beta Ray Bill, again, like erupts in anger, like... You demons, get back from me as he tosses Mjolnir and like makes swipes at them. Like like they're nothing. Like yeah. he's extra strong, right? Yeah. And then Beta Ray Bill throws Mjolnir at Odin. Mm. And Odin's like, dude, I made this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I made this thing and I made the guy that wields it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so he catches it and he'd be like, what did you do to Thor? Who? Where's Thor? Yes. Where is my son? Right. As he's like speaks with his booming voice. I realized I didn't know this is in Thor comics. Odin just like gets big, like a vision of him gets big and like yeah. thinks of the whole sky. Yeah. It's a big thing. It's like apparently. Snoke. <laughs> right. Right. Like a big vision of him. And so immediately what he does is he captures Beta Ray Bill in like a, like a energy orb yeah. to conceal him as he's looking for Thor. And he sees a vision of, again, Donald Blake on the ground of Earth yelling for his father. And so he calls the real Thor back to Asgard and calls on him and says like, how did you lose your hammer, son? Yeah. And it's cool because like it's Donald Blake, but when Thor or when Odin calls him and he arrives back in Asgard, he's like transformed back to Thor. So it's an, another big explosion. And uh, it even like scares Nick Fury because it's like this surprise explosion. Again, he just called on a buddy for a favor and now he's got a spaceship in, on his feet, yeah. right? He doesn't know what to do. But uh, back on Asgard, Thor's like, well, he bested me in combat. I lost my, 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 my hammer right now. So I'm feeling very sad. But uh, Odin realizes Beta Ray Bill, he's a warrior, and it seems like he can possibly reason it with him. He says, okay, if I let you from this prison, can we talk? They're talking like on top of a tree. Which is, that was they, cool. they, they talk uh, up atop this huge like uh, mountaintop near a tree. Yeah. Do you know the name of this? No. What? Okay, I'm going to try and pronounce it. Hegelisgrav. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's like the high seat of uh, Asgard where you like look down on it. It's, try. He'll just... Hilskijev. <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's like you're not here right now. You're looking, you're shopping around. I will take the hitch of the cleft. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you want the tree on top of the mountain? Okay. Right. And it's it's a little perch where they can talk about Beta Ray Bill's past to kind of get his reasoning. Because he doesn't seem like, now he's like settled down. He's not so angry. They want to talk to the stranger with a horse face. Then we get like the whole like origin of him. Because like he's not just an alien. Yeah. He's like... 
you know, like an enhanced super alien, like he's super strong. Genetically gifted, like improved actually. Yeah. As um, his nation uh, on this other planet got destroyed. It's kind of like, let's say the Krypton story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he was chosen to be the guardian for his people as they voyage to a different location. And he's enhanced to be the guardian. Him alone, him alone is guarding these people as they all sleep because they don't have enough food. They all go into like this cryostasis. Right. That's what Thor like ran into, right? True. But uh, on the route there, they were attacked by these kind of demonic looking aliens, which Bay Ray Bill thought were straight up demons. Exactly. And so they're in a weird predicament right now, right? Where originally the person who wields the hammer of Thor, Mjolnir, shall be Thor, right? Yeah. And Thor Odinson feels bested right now, but Bay Bill's like, I could use the power to help my people get to their destination. So then um, I, I think it's like Thor lost it on a technicality. Yeah. Because he turned back to Donald Blake. So then Odin's like, well, we can just redo the match uh, to the death. <laughs> yeah. And winner will get Mjolnir and the power of Thor. Asgard rules, baby. <laughs> Street level stuff. <laughs> and he like throws Mjolnir and then, like another big explosion of light happens. And now Thor and Beta Rebuild are transferred to uh, Skarthium? Skarthenheim. Skarthenheim? Yeah. yeah. It's 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 like a Mustafar in We're Star Wars. Up. It's like a lava planet. Lava hellscape, right? Uh, I think it's one of the realms that, that Thor always talks about, one of the nine realms. Yeah. And it's just a picture of a volcano they're fighting on as it's a kind of all-out brawl. They're... Again, they don't see each other right away, but they, it's a fight to the death. When out of nowhere, Beta Ray Bill tackles Thor to the ground. Beta Ray Bill now is wearing like his regular alien armor, which almost resembles a little bit like uh, Iron Man armor. Oh, I, yeah, I could see that. Like it's red and orange, and he has like a um, circle thing in the chest. So I thought it was like a little bit like Iron Man, but but alien version. Yeah, he's it looks techy in a way. Yeah, as he's uh he uses that to fight off Thor. And they're always just trying to like grapple each other and throw each other across the volcano, yeah. right? It's like big guy fighting. Big guy fighting, yeah. Lift you up, throw you over there at those rocks, toss you at those rocks. Beta Bill even gets like his clasp onto Thor's throat and is like push him down like close to the lava, you know, that, yeah. that thing like uh, pushing his hair almost into the lava. Now they're fighting, neither of them have Mjolnir, they're just fighting with their fists. Yeah. Right? And they're both pretty much like knocking each other out. They're going both for blow when Beta Bill tackles this wall of rock and like a shower of rocks hits Thor. Thor decides to grab one of these rocks and tosses at Beta Ray Bill like a projectile. Mm-hmm. Thor's good at throwing. That's his advantage. I think so. <laughs> He's throwing this fight right now. <laughs> Beta Ray Bill bounces back onto this like rock, this like obsidian that's floating in this river of lava. And it's kind of like um, Titanic, the end of Titanic, mm-hmm. when they're on the door or she's on the door. She's on the door. She yeah. won't share. Yeah. There's plenty of room. Hello, lady. <laughs> You're not even in lava right now. But like Beta Ray Bill and, and Thor are on this like rock thing that's like sliding down the lava river yeah. is about to go over like a lava fall <laughs> <laughs> and Beta Ray Bill kind of like wakes up and he's like dude we're both gonna die if I don't do something they both are like just like knocked out be- 
going blow for blow as they they're floating down this this river right beta ray bill he wakes up and picks up thor and just jumps leaps off this this rock to possibly find some safety and instantly they both get teleported to asgard and he's like carrying thor like a baby because he's knocked out yeah and he's pretty much saying to odin like i beat your son the hammer's mine right he didn't kill him right that was the rules that was the contest but he's like well he's knocked out he's basically would have been dead if i didn't save him so now they're back in asgard both of them are kind of like in recovery mm-hmm. and um thor is just in bed kind of pissed off that he lost right yeah and i, I thought it was funny is in another room um beta ray bill is also just like recovering in bed but he's still wearing his armor <laughs> <laughs> i think yeah he doesn't take it off right like he he's wearing his armor and then a blanket over him <laughs> <laughs> odin is talking to him right like uh, okay, you you beat the battle, but it, it looks like like Beta Ray Bill is asking for like, can you tuck me in? <laughs> like you're my dad now. You, you know the rules. I won. Now I'm your son. <laughs> and Odin's like, okay, you know what? A deal's a deal. You won. You deserve the power of Thor. You've won that, right? Yeah. But what he does is, um, is this like another part of Asgard? This is Nidavellir. This is Nidavellir? Straight up from the movies. Yeah. But it's different because it's like land. Yeah. I, I mean, when we saw it, it was yeah. it was like a ring. Yeah. It's almost like a satellite or something. Yeah. But Nidavellir, as we know, is the home of the- Dwarves. The dwarves. And specifically, Eitri. Exactly. The, the great blacksmith dwarf that originally forged Mjornjor. Odin's in a full Gandalf getup here. Yeah, this is like, I mean, I think this is the original look of Odin, right? Where he just has like the Gandalf look, uh, the the stick, the walking stick. But it's very much a Lord of the Rings look right now of everything. Yeah, like they're in the Shire and he's talking to Ichi. And he's like, you know, you've made great weapons before. I need you to do me another solid. Ichi, he has a deal though. He says the dwarves have this champion. And the deal is if you can pick a lady warrior from Asgard, Asgard to fight him uh, and best him, then we'll make your your new weapon. Otherwise, that lady warrior will become the the wife of our champion. Yeah, and these uh, dwarf looking guys, um, they could use a shower and a haircut. <laughs> They should uh, not go into the blacksmith shop and maybe get a haircut. Yeah, maybe take a shower. Yeah. There's a scene now back in Asgard where Thor is talking to Beta Ray Bill. Mm-hmm. And they're talking like in this big grand, almost like a bridge kind of thing. They're both looking out into Asgard's nature. It looks like in Hogwarts in that bridge. Yeah. Yeah. They're kind of having like this uh, talk of like respect, I guess. Heart to heart. It's like, okay, we're both wanting, we're, we're, neither of us are bad guys. You want to help your people, I want to help my people. True. Thor is still down on the dumps though. He's like, I, yeah. I can't believe I lost. Yeah. And then- To this horse guy. <laughs> to this stranger. <laughs> But again, Beta Bill's like, well, you're, I think your dad was just trying to teach you a lesson, really. Yeah. I'm from like a lava planet. Like that was my yeah. environment. So I think it was just really Odin just bestowing a lesson to his son. This is like, not all, like I just got lucky too. True. Because like you're super strong and I had the advantage. I'm used to that environment. And like, I got lucky that you were knocked out. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, they both have mutual respect for each other, it seems like, right? Yeah. Now, again, with that deal with the dwarves, Odin asked special help from Lady Sif. She's like the greatest, one of the greatest warriors, let alone like the best female warrior that Asgard has. Yes, exactly. Uh, at this point, Sif and Thor broke up. Like they, I think they yeah. freshly think he chose 
Midgard as a, yeah. a lady. Well, wow. leave Asgard and find someone else. <laughs> exactly. And so Sif is like, she's also very sad, yeah. and she's just looking for something to distract her, and accepts this challenge from Odin to fight this dwarf champion. She is a warrior, right? Yeah. So she loves battle. She goes off to the like the high mountains, it's like snowy mountains there, mm-hmm. and then out of nowhere, the dwarf champion like swings like a giant club on her and knocks her down. This this guy looks like any of these dwarves, like a big nose and like, uh, like like a troll looking thing with big hair, wearing like a potato bag, but he's huge. He's like three times the height of Sif, right? And he's got this club and is attacking Sif on her horse. But Sif's a great warrior. She has her sword. She's able to like dodge the giant club. And like when the dwarf tries to like smack her, he like, she like cuts his hand. Yeah. Right. So Sif is actually winning. It's this David and Goliath type fight right now as she just makes blows here and there to cut him up. And as this, uh, this big dwarf kind of lunges at her, she's able to club him in the head and he gets knocked out just unconscious. Yeah. And she goes to each you like, okay, I won. The deal's a deal. Yes. Itri is actually thankful. He's like, yeah. perfect. You beat up this bully yeah. of the dwarves. Like he, with his size, he's been bullying us this entire time. Nobody liked him. Yeah. So per- this is exactly what we wanted. And so he orders the other dwarves, go, go and make this great weapon for the Asgardians. Now we see um, Sif. She's returned. And it's nighttime now on the balcony. She's actually talking not to Thor, but to Beta Ray Bill. Yeah. They, now they have this sweet little moment, like looking out into the night sky as um Beta Bill he's like mentioning he's like yeah I did have these like improvements like powerful like genetically changes mm-hmm. but that also warped his appearance and he doesn't know if he'll ever find someone now yeah. right with with his disfigurements and then Sif like reaches for his hand she's like did you get all of Thor's powers <laughs> <laughs> is it the bottom half of you horse <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he, he's not feeling it Vader Bill just got, takes his hand she's away she's getting rejected left and right I know man I feel so bad for Sif like I, even in the MCU like every he, left and right she's getting turned down right yeah, I, Sif in the other movies in the other Thor movies she was like laying on thick on Thor yeah and he was just like nah <laughs> <laughs> I'm good um, she's getting turned down by a horse face guy right <laughs> <laughs> he's like oh so we have no options well here's one yeah. I don't know. <laughs> no no thanks i only like horse alien people <laughs> uh but now okay back at nindavalia the dwarves are banging away you know these uh very intense molten rooms as they're creating with this Guru. is the nindavalia i know from the movies it looks like a factory refinery mm-hmm. and they're melting down like this special metal and they're building a new uh new hammer this whole ritual right as odin tells Bateria bill okay you have to take this glove put it on and then reach into the molten lava and pull out your new hammer yeah and they have to time it perfectly like Odin has to do the enchantment while the metal's still like molding. Mm-hmm. So that way it doesn't harden yet and it'll be like imbued into it. And so he does it. Beta Ray pulls his hand in there, pulls out this great gigantic hammer. And it's it's a different look from Yurner, right? Yeah, it's like all gold. And it's almost like a like a gavel on one end and like a blade on the other end. Like it, it's sharper. Like an axe. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it looks cooler to be honest rather than brick of Mjolnir. 
But as he pulls it out, he calls upon the power also. And bada boom, he turns into Beta Ray Bill Thor version. Yeah, like it's not, I would have been happier if it was like a different costume. Oh, yeah. But it's pretty much like I'm I'm wearing Thor's costume now. Again. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's perfect because it's like, why does Thor have a horse face? That's what I, when I'm walking into a comic book shop and I see that, I'm like, what's going on here? But it's a totally different character. And what's funny about this, it's like a full stepbrother scene. Yeah. Now that the, he sees him with his own hammer and Thor still has Mjolnir, and it's like, did we just become best friends? <laughs> As they, they collide, like they cross the tips of their hammers yeah. and they call upon their lightning and they're just like super empowered, right? Uh, it's funny because they call upon, um, was it Tooth Nash, Tooth Narsher? Yeah. And tooth Grinder? Right. And this is um, the goats that like pull Thor's ship. Right. These two flying goats, right? It's, it's a classic thing in Thor. As they, they're going to voyage back into Midgar where his spaceship is. Because Odin says, those demons that are approaching on the location of your people back at the on Earth. So you have to go and save them. Yeah. And then Sif is like really down, right? Yeah. She's got double rejected. And she's like, screw this. I'm a warrior at heart. And she starts walking towards the the chariot that the goats are pulling. Mm-hmm. And then um, she's telling Thor like, you can't stop me no matter what. I'm going with you guys. And Thor's like, oh, I wasn't going to stop you anyway. You're like right. the best warrior. So the three of them go off and um, it's going to be a weird, awkward ride. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. What music are they playing in the car, right? <laughs> <laughs> but that's where we're getting it for now. Those just issues 337 and 339. I just really wanted to get into the introduction of Bade Ray Bill, right? I think he's an awesome character. Now, if they make another Thor movie, there's no way they don't introduce Beta Ray Bill. It's like, he's been wanted to be in on in the MCU since like the first Thor movie. That's true. There's like, he's just so cool, right? It's like a side, like a different version of Thor. Yeah. It's just a little bit kind of hard to reason it out. I guess th- there's weirder stuff in Thor movies already, right? Yeah. So like, his hammer is called Stormbreaker. Right. But it doesn't look like Stormbreaker in the movies. It looks like this golden hammer. So so maybe he'll have that, but it won't be called Stormbreaker. I'm curious if that that whole like axe thing is pretty big, right? Yeah. Could it just be chopped like the the, the pieces stick part be chopped in half, and then it's back into like a more of a hammer, maybe possibly, and then he like wields that, or maybe it's like you know uh, engulfed in gold, and then so it like changes looks too. Yeah. I'm I have no idea. Also with Odin gone, like how are they gonna reason out this whole thing of giving Thor power to this other being? It might be like passing the mantle down. Okay. If if. Hemsworth doesn't want to do any more movies, but I don't know. It, Beta Ray Bill is such a cool character that he's he's gone beyond just being in like Thor books too. Like mm-hmm. he, he's a part of the Guardians of the Galaxy at one point, so he's definitely needs to be in the MCU. I think like whether or not he's introduced through Thor, and then maybe he's in like Miss Mar or, or Captain Marvel or, or the Guardians movies or something like that. Uh, we've had some uh, some indications of in the past, right? Already yeah. in the movies. I, I want to see it happen. I like the idea of passing on the mantle where we're not going to have a Thor anymore. Could we have, who do you think is a good actor to p- play his voice? So it's just a voice? Just the voice. <laughs> I like this like grizzled voice. I don't know who, who's perfect for that. The thing about MCU voices yeah. is like, I'm always kind of surprised how well they're done. Oh yeah? Yeah. Really? Like Thanos, I think Josh Brolin did a great job voicing him and acting as him. 
but mainly like Bradley Cooper, I always forget that he's in the MCU because True. I don't think of Bradley Cooper as Rocket Raccoon because when I hear the voice, um, it's so separated from him. Like, that's not what he sounds like. If I think about it, I can hear it right, but most of the time, I don't think it's him, right? It yeah. just kind of fades into the character. Uh, yeah, sometimes when I'm fan casting, I'm thinking like, maybe Bradley Cooper could be this role, but I realize he's Rocket. <laughs> so you just need somebody with a great voice, I think. Yeah, I th- would... I don't know. Jason Momoa, I think, is a good fit for that character, possibly. Yeah, He's, but I know Momoa's voice. <laughs> you could hear Aquaman in it already. And not just Aquaman, but like, yeah, the broness of it. Uh, yeah, I kind of want that. That's kind of what Thor is a bit, in a way. I don't know. I think it could work. Um, but that was that was Thor by Walt Simonson. Anything else you want to talk about it? No, it was cool to read. I, I love the artwork, too. He, not only does he write well, but uh, the style of all the artwork is very... I was going to say 90s, but of course, this came out in the 80s. Yeah. So it has like, you know, the big capes and the the space, like all this stuff. So definitely cool to see that in Thor. It's got this uh, slower read than we have in the modern day, but it's it's not to this like overdoing it phase of the 90s, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. I, I love it. I thought this was a great story. Sometimes I read Shakespearean almost because of the characters we're doing right. Yeah. But Walt's got his head on right and can figure out how to make that entertaining. Mm-hmm. I love that. Uh, but yeah, that was Thor by Walt Simonson. Let's get into our side stories. Well, that was Thor by Walt Simonson. 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 Uh, let's talk about Thor by Taika Waititi. Yeah, we have a new movie for the MCU, Thor Love and Thunder. Um, just came out this past weekend. I'm sure it's blowing up the box office. It is. I'm sure if you've uh, listened to the show, you probably saw it already, hopefully. Possibly, yeah. But in case not, let's do like a spoiler-free kind of review of it real quick. Yeah, but again, you know, be wary even of our reviews or anything like that. Listen at your own risk. Yeah. Well, Daniel's not good at not spoiling things. What are you talking about? <laughs> Whenever I say let's do a non-spoiler like I don't know what to say <laughs> I, yeah that's true that's true uh, okay. Oh, yeah, I see. <laughs> Without spoiling, what did you think of the movie? Uh, just my review. I felt like it was not as good as the last movie. I felt like it, it did everything that it was going for for the last movie, but yeah. did not live up to each of those things. Like I will funny, say, the action, even the heart. Thor Ragnarok is uh, my favorite Thor movie still. Yeah. Still one of my best MCU movies. Um, this is probably a second. I agree. But it is just more of the same. And I um, align it to like, Guardians 2. More of the same. I uh, disagree with that point because I like Guardians 2. It's a feel it's totally different. But with <laughs> Thor, Love and Thunder, I felt like, again, yeah, I agree with that. It's well, what just... I'm saying is I wanted more from Guardians 2. I want more from Thor 4. Okay. Okay. This Love and Thunder, yeah. Each aspect I felt like did not live up to what it was before. Maybe mm-hmm. just a rehash. Um, I, I'm a little bit disappointed. Like I wanted it, I just wanted it to be better. I felt like Taika had it in him and he didn't fulfill it, I guess. I would say I, it's still a great movie. I think it was pretty funny. The action delivers. Um, Christian Bale's acting is, of course, great. He's never not great. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say I wish this came out before Ragnarok because I feel like they're doing a, a Taika Waititi trilogy for okay. Thor. So that was it's like, just ignore the first two kind of thing is what they're trying to say. I see. But uh, this felt like 
a filler movie then if you're if, if we're considering it a trilogy that he's he might complete yeah a little bit of the regular formula nothing super special about it to be honest yeah it's pulling from the comics it's continuing to do that like the the straight up stories are just kind of copying over and i feel like the comic book versions were better okay yeah right i um there's some moments i did really enjoy oh yeah but at some moments where i like i wish there was a little bit more to this mm-hmm. um natalie portman returning uh she She's pretty good in it, but I feel like I feel like the whole movie was a little like we expect you to know things, so we're just gonna gloss over them, kind of rush things. Oh yeah, to the point. Really? Okay. I don't know if I got that aspect, but yeah, Natalie Portman. I never knew if she was the right choice for that character, even. Okay. Yeah. Um. Anything else you want to? I think that's it for me. Anything you want to say for uh, before we spoil everything? Give them all the, um, the guts. Hemsworth is Hemsworth. Maybe yeah. maybe nothing extra. Like still funny. Like he's still got the comedic timing. Yeah. Maybe it's not. Um. He's not bringing anything more, which like. You kind of want more by now. Like, I think, like, he was better in Endgame and Infinity War. I agree. Yeah. There were kind of dark aspects to that. Yeah. That kind of pulled his. You, that was kind of a surprise, too. Him yeah. Pulling that off. They almost, in this movie, they almost made him like a dumb surfer guy. <laughs> a classic Thor bro yeah. type of thing. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Do you think there's too many jokes? Like the humor overtook the story sometimes? Um, I think not because I think Thor Ragnarok had just as many jokes. But it the, just was structured the, differently. Okay. Yeah. This movie felt also felt very linear. Like we're getting to the point. Like there's, we're just following the path to the yeah, end. Yeah. Right. Ragnarok had some surprises at the end, right? Yeah. Ragnarok had different elements and yeah, like you said, surprises. And it left you in a different status quo at the end. Yeah. And maybe this does do that but that one had a greater impact right yeah um all right well that's the spoiler free portion if you don't want to be spoiled i'd say skip to the end now but uh we're gonna spoil love and thunder yes yes uh i, I think the jokes were the best part of the movie if we're splitting it to like three parts the the laughs the action the heart i yeah. think the laughs were still closest to what i wanted like the uh the kind of the jokes we saw in the trailer already of him talking to star lord and all that this is a little too many a little too many yeah okay a little uh, and like um, Korg, yeah, like a little too much Korg. His like narration, this, he kind of like stops the movie to narrate like three times, three or four times. Okay, um, and then like because Korg, every time he's gonna say something, it's gonna be a joke, right? right? And it's a little too many. And then also for Hemsworth, he's he's never super serious in the movie, like. Even the only time he's serious is the one point where they're like, I got to go save the kids when the adults were all like yelling and stuff in the meeting. But the rest of the movie is very like, uh, I don't know, not taking anything serious. He's like an action figure. Yeah. He's just smiling at the camera. Kind of the classic Thor, which you kind of hope he evolves from now. We're being a bit darker. There's a scene... Um, with him and Nally Portman where it is really serious uh-huh. and I felt it but I felt like I guess that seriousness could have been interspliced through the movie a bit more yeah but the, the jokes a, a little bit overtake the movie for me too much like the scene where he first sees her as Thor and he's like Jane yeah like, that's a little like are you are you like a dumb guy now like, what, like what's this character you're doing George of the Jungle joke yeah right <laughs> So um, it's a little too much like that. But then, I mean, whenever he's like fighting Christian Bale's character, Gore, whenever Gore's on screen, it's like, oh, this is a good scene. Oh, yeah? So with Gore, you thought everything was pitch perfect with him? I thought, of course, he doesn't look like the comic book. Yeah. And maybe the comic book version of Gore is better. Like he's more evil, more menacing. But for the movie, I thought he was pretty good. Like what he could do with his powers. 
I felt like I did not miss the altered version of him too much, like his mm-hmm. alien version in the comic books. Yeah. It was the whole buildup of his character. I felt like you get the basis, like the skeleton of what we got in the comics, but not as much as impactful as it was in the sure. comics. It was, and just feel that in every action afterwards. And he was definitely creepy in this. Yeah. They're doing something where he looks like a skeleton in the shadows with his beady eyes. Mm-hmm. Very sinister is him with uh, with the kids. But he could have been more vicious about it. And I, I think it's just, it's a Disney movie. They can't the they kind of go too harsh. Yeah. Like you said, um, he needed more time to develop in yeah. the beginning. Because they also had to develop Jane's character because they're bringing her back. So it's like you're almost doing two origins the same movie so if we had separated it and waited for the next one to introduce jane as thor and just have gore the god butcher here uh i do think it would have been better and people are saying like oh he's the best marvel villain now i don't think that taika said that he's not because there's not enough of him yet he's not the best villain in the thor franchise hella was better oh you think hella was better i think so just she was having fun with it not scarier but i actually think maybe she's stronger too like it's like more a better character i just felt Mm, like i don't know about that i still like gore wow yeah when he's like just like tormenting them like he was attacking the town and he was just like watching from afar yeah and he just see his glowing eyes those things are cool when uh he's talking to the kids and like scaring them in the the cage thing yeah that's pretty cool and um i do think at both ends of the movie where he is kind of like repenting a little bit understanding his mistakes i thought christian bale pulled it off okay okay yeah he was he was really doing his his theater actor thing with this i felt like his uh his teeth yeah i thought that was he was like leaning on that a bit where like he's making that his villain moniker did you see that like he has like braces or something like I thought they were just sharp teeth. Yeah, they're just sharp teeth. I mean, like, his, his mouth is full. Okay. When he's acting, <laughs> it, it kind of throws me off a bit where yeah. I don't know what's coming through. It's very, it adds to the sinister aspect, but also feel, looks fake. You know what I'm realizing now is I think the worst part of the movie is Thor. <laughs> You think so? They just didn't give him enough? It's just like he is just Thor in the movie, whereas everyone else has an arc. Well, yeah. That's what I was missing too is the trailer brought up like he's like a more meditative, passive Thor in the beginning. And they just crap on that like right away. No, he's like ready to fight. Right away. He was like their big gun. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I wish there was more Guardians in it. I thought there might be a little bit more, Mm. but they're pretty much in one scene. They're just his Uber ride to space. And uh, Chris Pratt. I really like Chris Pratt and um, his dynamic with with Chris Hemsworth was way better in like Endgame and Infinity War. Okay. This one was, he was just kind of like there to send him off. I thought it was just, it was just too quick for that to build anything up. But the joke there, it was hilarious, but we saw in the trailer already. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. it was. No Gamora at all. And I thought they yeah. said she was going to be in it. Oh, they did? I thought so, but she's not in it at all. Um, Tessa Thompson's Valkyrie was really good in it, I think. Uh, I feel like it's just more of the same. I guess she's great, but it, it was, didn't bring new stuff to the character. I get the thing where she's like the king now and she yeah. has extra responsibilities. Uh-huh. I feel like that's another aspect they didn't lean on enough of like Asgard's is kind of a pain in my butt. That's what I was expecting, yeah. right? And they just get it visually in, uh, in these like montages. I can't wait to go on a cruise to Asgard though yeah that place looks dope Um, do you like the idea of that how like Asgard is pretty much on earth now and it's become a tourist spot I thought that was hilarious it's Disneyland right it's just it's just an amusement park it's a a Disney cruise line or whatever I think they're poking fun at themselves with that I thought that was kind of funny I don't I don't know if I like the idea of them just being on earth because now you have these gods that are just living and looking like us and they're like the kids are just wearing pajamas they're not wearing their Asgard 
rain clothes and they're going to live thousands of years old before anything. And, you know, that's, it's just weird to have that. Like, it's, are they going to be the same age forever? They needed to make them look puny in a way because, again, there's this guy killing yeah, gods going yeah. around. So there's that aspect. I also realized the big problem with this movie was there's not enough characters, I think. After what happens in Infinity War at the beginning, right, where the Asgard gets blown up, the ship, yeah. there's just way less characters. The, they can't have Odin. They can't have the Freya. They, they can't have Loki. Yeah. Hum, they can't have Humdall. They just yeah. don't have enough characters, I think. Sif came back. Barely, yeah. And they pretty much used her as exposition to explain like who Gore is. Yeah. Um, I thought she was going to be a bigger part. That would have been cool, where it would be like Thor and like three ladies or something. Okay. But that didn't happen. Do you, did you like Jane Foster's story arc throughout the movie? I think I did, yeah. Um, I That made me appreciate Natalie Portman more because I never saw her as the character for Jane Foster. never saw the relationship really working out with Jane and Thor from the beginning. Okay. It seemed like a weird couple. And the little feeling they have of their p- past in this mm-hmm. movie, I thought it was kind of funny. It's kind of like- I want to see a whole movie of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that could maybe yeah, they should have. That should have been the movie. <laughs> uh, her arc, though, I felt was uh, pretty fulfilling in her like choices and everything. So they they took the plot line of her having cancer from the comic books mm-hmm. and put that in the movie, but the um, the reason she became Thor is different. Oh yeah, yeah. So do you like how they did that? She became Thor because Thor imbued that like enchantment onto Mjolnir. Yeah, I guess that was pretty sweet. It was pretty charming and like it called to her, right? And so yeah. she felt the pull to go there. Yeah, he like unknowingly he made an enchantment to like Mjolnir always protect um, Jane. Mm-hmm. So then when she needed it, she got healthy again while she was holding it. I guess. Yeah, I, I thought that was that was actually sweet. I like that. Yeah, yeah. What did you think? You, you wanted the classic comic book origin story of that? No, I liked it. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I like the idea of Jane Foster's Thor, but it's just one movie. Right. So if she had, again, spoiler alert, if she had survived okay. the movie, yeah. I might have liked it better because I know I'm going to get more, but I'm sure Natalie Portman only wanted to do one more movie. Yeah, just get that, that last big bag, yeah. possibly. Uh, it did have a good sweet ending to yeah. her story, but um, did I need to see a female Thor? I don't think I needed to see a female Thor, but I, I did need to see a, a cool gore. That's one aspect is like the comics made this like female Thor like a really big deal. Like it was empowering. I felt like even yeah, for, it for ran the for a long time. It was I thought it was great. And right? also in in the comics, we didn't know who it was for a long time. Yeah, yeah. And then you reveal it's it's Jane, and it made a whole wave in like the comic book you know right. audience. And the reason why she had it and it was very rushed in the movie i think so uh it could have just you could just feel that if the audience could feel that a bit more it empowering for yeah. for the audience in a way this i'm getting used to longer marvel movies with homecoming and, and multiverse of madness i think they're a little longer okay i kind of wish there was like 15 20 minutes more of character development in this movie yeah the, each kind of character i didn't feel like lived up to what i had in my head and that maybe that's my fault maybe it's the trailer's fault but yeah I, each of them, I, I wanted a bit different, a bit more. Now, there's a scene in the movie where they go to Omnipotent City. Yeah. This is the city where all the gods chill out. And um, we get a lot of Zeus here by Russell Crowe. Do you like his take of Zeus? I thought it was pitch perfect. Oh, really? <laughs> Except for one aspect. I thought like him doing like this Greek accent, yeah. being a Greek god. Yeah. It was out of nowhere. He's a gladiator, right? So yeah. it kind of fits with that. And him being like this older god kind mm-hmm. of works out with him being Russell Crowe. 
The thing was, his just his lightning bolt baton throwing was like, this is too goofy. Or he's just like throwing behind the back and catching him and stuff. Yeah, that's a little bit like too tongue-in-cheek or, um, I don't know, Taika comedy. A little bit too far. It's, it's almost like the Fortnite Thor thing. Like, yeah. it's not... It's funny to me. Okay. <laughs> it's funny for a kid, you know. Um... I did like the aspect of Thor idolizing Zeus. He's like, he was my hero growing up because he's like the god of lightning. He's the god of thunder. Yeah. And then Zeus kind of just like bashing him. Embarrassing him, right? Yeah, he's like, uh, your, your thunder is just a sound, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then him, Thor getting the lightning bolt. Uh, I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, the lightning bolt idea, like the secret weapon or whatever. I don't know if I felt that. Mm-hmm. It, it's the MacGuffin that it's supposed to be. Yeah. But it's just another weapon they had in their arsenal that they used to throw around. Sure. Uh, but I also didn't like um, the joke of Stormbreaker being oh, you didn't kind like of that? jealous of Mjolnir's being back. That was funny to me. I like that joke. It was funny maybe one time, and okay. they did it like three times. Yeah, that's true. A little bit too much. And but, they needed yeah. to... Uh, they needed the lightning bolt because they needed to say like Stormbreaker's not strong enough to defeat him. So they kind of just used Stormbreaker as a joke in this movie. Like it's just like the front of the ship to open the Bifrost. The uh, battery pack yeah. type of thing. Yeah. So it's not, it's as being like this great thing that was built in Infinity War and used to kill Thanos is now a joke in this one. Yeah. I'm curious why they did that. It's it again to play with the laughs, making Thor the whole franchise a little bit less serious. Yeah. And that's fine, but it's not tonally where I want everything. Yeah. It is a good summer movie. Yeah. But not like, not like the last two movies by Marvel where they're like game changing to the entire universe of the cinematic universe. And I just have to compare to Ragnarok, right? It's yeah. Same director. It's just like almost... Ragnarok had a bigger impact. What would you rate Ragnarok and what would you rate this? Okay. So Ragnarok's like a nine. Okay. This is like an eight. Yeah. It's a full grade or level down. Possibly seven. 7.5. Yeah, like I don't need to recommend this to people. Right. Yeah. I think if you want to see it, great, and you'll have a good time. But if you don't want to watch it, you'll you're there's better Marvel movies out there. It's just an in the timeline. Yeah. Another thing to watch. Yeah. So it's not the best movie. It's more of Taika. So if you really love Taika, you'll like this movie. But to me, it was a lot of the same. Bit disappointed, to be honest. I think you called this out after watching the trail. Like you're not excited yeah, as wasn't. much as you were hoping. Yeah. And that sucks when my brother's right well i'm right a lot so <laughs> uh, taiko will prove you wrong the next movie is going to be awesome i'm sure they did say thor will return at the end yeah so um, my guess is there's gonna be one more thor movie that will close it out and taiko will have a trilogy and um it'll be the last time we'll see hemsworth so maybe thor 5 in the next couple of years right uh with all that like what else could they pull out of the thor franchise possibly the some similar to the comic we did today with Beta Ray Bill, right? Yeah, um, we've already had a cameo of him in Ragnarok, like a little his sta- his statue. Remember, in if the- that's him, yeah, it looks I think like it him. is. I think it is. I mean, <laughs> yeah. uh, to be honest, so I think I think that could be the big next episode of the Thor saga. What do you think of him like now adopting kind of like Gore's daughter? Um, so that was a change, right from uh, the, from the that's beginning of the movie. New, yeah. yeah, so I, I, that is giving more responsibility. Him not being so down the dumps, I guess, and having someone else to take care of. Yeah. Whatever, how how that's going to look in the next episode or the next maybe connected movie or Avengers, whatever that is, I think. And I switches up the character a bit. I think what it is is, uh, hey, Young Avengers needs a Thor character. Oh, you think that's what it? Okay. You think she's going to be in Young Avengers? Probably. (laughs) 
I think it's like, yeah. Maybe what they're going to do is um, we lined up all these characters who are young Avengers, right? Yeah. But we will have a time jump, maybe like future, and they're all older adult versions of them, but they're the new Avengers for like a sequence or something. Oh, I see. Okay, a whole phase of them being the Avengers. So it won't be these actors, but it'll be the characters older. That could be something. Maybe in, in Secret Wars. Her with that the Stormbreaker, it's taller than hers. That was like, yeah. I, I don't know if it would make sense for her to be a real hero yet. Well, there's a part where, for who is doing it, but he was like riding Stormbreaker like a broom. Yeah. Thor, yeah. Yeah, it was Thor, okay. Yeah. <laughs> he pulled it out like he's like a witch and he's yeah. riding like a broomstick. <laughs> yeah, so the, stuff like that is like, okay, this is the kind of jokes we're doing and... I have to like I don't know be prepared like this is this is gonna be a comedy this you're, is you're chuckling. more of a comedy than an action movie and Ragnarok totally had that yeah but the other stuff was pulling there too right? right like the action I felt like the the rock music was such a awesome choice for him to shift that in in Thor three yeah and it's just rehashing that in this it's yeah. not I'm not Heavy feeling metal. in my bones yeah yeah. yeah it's like was it big hair bands exactly yeah I. It's not the best Marvel movie. Sorry to say. It's the first time since Black Widow that the movies declined since the last one. Okay. For, your for me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This, this, I don't know if this is better than Black Widow. Oh, okay. You you really hate this movie. You just, I, I just I, gave it an eight. <laughs> and you think Black Widow is higher than an eight? It's a thing where it's like the last movie was so good, you're, you're specking so much. It's that okay. thing. Okay. All right. Uh, I was just say, you know, go check it out if you want to see a, a fun, funny action movie. This is that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if you want to see something that's game changing, this might not be it. No, it's not No Way Home. It's not Multiverse of Madness. But it was Thor Love and Thunder. That was a review of the, the movie. Let us know how you feel about it. I'm still not sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll be back next week. Uh, so you won't want to miss it with a brand new episode. Just subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast in all your podcast apps. And the best thing you could do to help us out is leave a review. And the best place to do that is on our Apple Podcast page. That's the best place for people to find us. It is free to you. It doesn't cost you anything, but it greatly helps us. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, love. Thank you for that. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, I'm and Twitter. I'm Thunder. You're love. I'm talking to the audience. The audience is love. <laughs> I'm not even talking to you. Okay. As long as you know I'm Thunder. <laughs> I'm Lightning. I'm Zeus. <laughs> find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at the Reader Copy Podcast, love. All right. Uh, we'll be back next week. Daniel, you want to hit him with the outro? If you like what we had to say about the book, pick it up and read your copy. See you later. <laughs> I'm gonna go get